Welcome to Create Your Vibrant Life podcast, episode number 30. How to make effective decisions using wisdom. So if you're ready to figure out how to make clear decisions using your inner wisdom, then listen to this entire episode because what you're going to discover here is an effective process through which you can access your inner wisdom to make decisions. And you will also learn why tapping into your inner wisdom is a much more effective way to learn how to make decisions because it bypasses the logical mind, which often keeps us trapped, doesn't it? Anyways, this is your host, Padma Ali, and I am so grateful for you, listener, And you've really made my day because we have hit the 2000th download. Oh my God, I can't even say that correctly. We have hit over 2000 downloads for this podcast. And I wouldn't be making these podcasts if it weren't for you people. So I really, really thank you from the bottom of my heart. So stay tuned for this amazing episode, and I'm going to share with you all my secrets of how how I make decisions. Welcome to the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. If you are the type of person who's a visionary, who wants more from life, who has high dreams and aspirations, wants to evolve spiritually and impact the world, and in the meantime, and energy to do the things that are important to you, then whatever you do, tune into this podcast every week. I'm your host, Padma Ali. I help stressed out overachievers find clarity and awaken to their highest potential using my unique NEW, New You Blueprint. I combine neuropsychology, energy healing, and wisdom to create long-lasting changes, and that's what I bring to you in this podcast. I've had a successful career in the field of psychology for over 20-plus years, along with extensive training and experience in ancient healing practices, which I now bring to my coaching work with my clients. And that's what inspired me to do this podcast, to bring this knowledge and wisdom to the world. So I'm incredibly grateful for you to be a part of this journey with me, and I'm so excited to serve you. So welcome. What's up, visionaries? How are you all? And I'm asking that very genuinely because I would really like to know how you all are doing. You know, we are living in a pretty tumultuous um, place in humanity and how are you all being affected by that? What are you doing with it? And I can share with you maybe another episode because it's not completely related to this topic, how I deal with it and what I teach my clients how to deal with it. And it's very effective because (laughs) the way I deal with it, I don't get involved in all the emotions and getting caught up in the emotions of what's happening. So there is a level of separation, and yet I can still be in this world. Like my mentor often says, be in this world, but not off this world. So anyways, that was a complete digression, but I had to kind of address what's happening in the current state of affairs in the world with so much uncertainty, so much things happening. 
But anyways, back to this episode. So you know what? One more digression. Before we start, I have a very quick announcement to make. You know, we have started our last 90 days of the year. Holy cow, how did this year fly by? And I'm sure every October we all say this, like, how did this year fly by? So if you're the type of person who's ready to make some significant, significant, significant changes in these 90 days, setting you up for success for the next year, for 2021, then I have three spots open for one-on-one coaching. And these coaching packages are over five months long. So what I'm requiring is commitment and self-integrity. And if you're ready to break through your own limitations that you may or may not know you have, then this is right for you now. So, and the other piece, I'm not for everyone. My style is pretty different. And so you might have already noticed that. I'm not for everyone. And I have limited time as you do as well. So please, only serious people apply. In the show notes, you will find a link for a 20-minute complimentary call with me. So sign up for that and fill out the questionnaire. And then let's get started. All right, my friends, let's go back to this episode. Big digression before we started, but you know what? I like, you know, with some of the other episodes, I only have an outline for this, and I'm just going to let my free flow of consciousness flow through me for this. And I think... Not I think, I know this is going to be very valuable for you. So let's talk about decision making. How do you make decisions? If you're like most people, what I've seen many people do is they go back and forth. They pick the topic at hand, then they write down the pros and cons. They go back and forth, they go back and forth, they go back and forth. And I have been guilty of that too. And there's nothing wrong with this. Okay, let me start by saying there's no right or wrong ways of making a decision. A decision is a decision. We assign value of whether it's the right decision or the wrong decision. So there is no no such thing in my mind, in my belief system, there's no such thing as a wrong decision. It's always a decision. And if it doesn't work out, then you make course corrections. And every decision always, always has something to learn from it. But most people use their analytical, logical mind to make decisions. Nothing wrong with it. I'm pretty logical. My husband's even more logical than I am. I am, and he makes really good decisions. But here's the piece. It's not really a matter of making logical decisions from the logical brain or not. It's really a matter of making a decision that feels right. And that leads us to this episode, Inner Wisdom. You know, have you ever had a time where you've just known the answer? You're sitting with this decision and just you just know it. It's like this inner knowing. You can't there's, you can't explain it. You just don't know. You're like, I have to just get up and move to this part of the country. I just have to do it. There's, I can't explain why. It's just something I have to follow this inner knowing. Or I just have to make this phone call to this one person. I just know it. I don't know why. I haven't talked to him or her in 20 years, but I have to call this person. It's like this inner knowing. Your logical mind may be pointing you another direction, which might say, oh, no, like you don't know anybody in that city. Oh, my God, like you haven't talked to him or her in like 20 years. Why? How are you going to just pick up the phone and call them? But it's this inner knowing. And the decision 
has been amazing. Maybe you move to this other city and like just things just line up. Everything is working out amazingly well. Or you call this person and then you have your big next career move because you've contacted this person. It yielded you results, didn't it? And we all have had moments like that. And here's what we do often. We don't allow ourselves to even access that inner knowing. And secondly, we don't trust that inner knowing. Guilty as well. You know, in um, when we lived in California, we lived in California for a long time, very, very long time. I can't even remember. It's been 10 years since I moved to the Boston area. But we lived in California before then. And when we bought our first home, you know, my husband and I were newly married and we were very, you know, I was in my early, early 20s. You know, you know that that stage in your life where you don't have much, you have just a little bit and then you're just trying to make things ends meet. And then you're like, OK, I have to buy this house. And that's just how, you know, the nor- the normal, quote unquote, trajectory that we all go in. And we had limited resources at that time. I just finished my graduate program in psychology. I was studying to be, I was doing my training to be a therapist. And I didn't have even a real job because I was interning, just getting my hours ready to be, to be licensed as a therapist. And we were like, all right, it's time to buy a home. You know, I was really like the American dream. We were we were totally on that path to life through a curveball, like you like I've mentioned in other episodes of what happened. Anyways, back to where I was going. So we were we were right in that place of wow, like we're to buy our we have to buy our house, but how are we gonna do this? Because um, you know, we have limited resources. Where are we gonna go for the down payment? So we came up with a house that kind of met our budget, was little, definitely over our budget. But, you know, it was California, Bay Area. So high prices of homes, you know, it's always been that way. And we couldn't find a home that met our budget. And we stretched a little bit. We did this. And then we 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 walked into this house. And our realtor said, this is the best you can get for your price range. And our price range was, you know, it was really stretched out at that point. I walked into that house. And I had this feeling It didn't feel good. It didn't feel right. But my husband's pretty logical, and as was the realtor. And so they both convinced me, like, no, buy this home. The location is good. Location, location, location. All you realtors will probably be like, location, right? Location is really good. It was right in the part of Silicon Valley. Like, it's perfect. It was a very old home. It was not the oldness of the home. It was something about the energy of the home I didn't particularly like. Against my my inner judgment, we went ahead and and placed um, an offer for the house. As soon as we placed the offer, I told my husband, I don't want to do this. There's something doesn't feel right. So we revoked the offer. And then again, without heeding my inner judgment, we placed the offer back on that house because I was I was getting convinced by people around me saying, no, 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 this is going to work out. Fine, we bought the house, we made it our own, we did some we did some basic remodeling, we moved in, you know, but we, we all the remodeling we were starting, we had to do on our own. And it took a long time to finish all the projects because we didn't have the funding. You know, you can relate to this, I'm sure. But the bottom line was that house 
did not work well for me. For my energetic system, that house was not the right place. I felt sick. This is when my sickness started, like a few within a year after moving into that house, I got very, very, very sick. So now I don't know if something else was going on. Whatever it was, that energy of the house and me were not a good match. And we stayed there for a long period of time till, and then this is where I think I've mentioned to you in the, in other podcast episodes, my husband and I, our marital issues started, like a lot of problems came about from when, from starting to live in that house. And I didn't pay attention to my inner intuition. That was one of the, well, that, that not paying attention to my inner intuition was the biggest lesson I learned. Now, in retrospect, I can say for a fact that that experience of living in that house and going through all that I did and we did was one of the best things that have ever happened to me and to us. It was one of the biggest experiences that led to awakening process. So, On one hand, I didn't follow my intuition and I did something, but it still proved to be the better one in the long, it still proved to be a good decision in the long run. But who knows, right? If we hadn't made that choice or that decision, maybe the awakening could have still happened in another place, another time without all that 10 years of tumultuousness. Who knows? I don't know the answer to that. But I'm giving you this long story for a reason, which is asking you, inviting you to trust your wisdom, your inner knowing, because that's where the answers lie, doesn't it? So how? How do you tap into this wisdom? We all have it. Then why don't we trust it? How do we access it? Because the logical mind the brain will get in the way. You know why? Because it's programmed to do so. It wants to keep you safe. The brain is focused on familiarity. It wants you to be safe. That's the only, only job of your brain. But here is the part. There's so much chatter in the brain and it doesn't give you access to this inner knowing. So we have to, here is the key. Here is the key to accessing your inner wisdom. Are you ready? Silence. Silencing the brain. Silencing the brain. When you can silence the brain, you know what it gives you access to? You may already know this the subconscious mind, the universal mind, the divine mind, whatever you want to call it, it gives you access to this bigger consciousness, which is where all the answers lie, doesn't it? Inner wisdom. You can tap into your inner wisdom from this place of silence. So to silence the brain, this is, I want you to really understand this difference, the brain and the mind. The brain, if you think about it, like if you can see my hand gestures, because I talk with my hands, if you see, if you look at it more like layers, the brain is the lowermost layer and 
above that is the mind, the universal mind, the consciousness, divine mind. And when this brain chatter stops and it's pushed aside, it gives you complete access to the universal mind. And you can also access that in meditation. In meditation, it allows you to bypass this analytical mind, the logical mind, and access the subconscious mind. Guys, I also want to make it very clear, there's nothing wrong with logic and nothing wrong with analytical mind. I am not saying anything to that extent. We need logic, we need an analytical mind to help us. Otherwise, imagine getting up every day and saying, thinking like, oh, how do I brush my teeth? What do I do? Which way? Sh- how should I wear my pants? On which? Where's my left leg and which is my right leg? Oh, how do I eat my food? All that, you know, like this is logic. You need lo- you need the logical mind to support you. But when we make decisions entirely from logical mind, and you may have experienced this in your own life. It's confusing sometimes. We get caught up in overthinking. How many times have you sat with the decision going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth? No, this is right. Oh, no, that's right. Oh, no, maybe, you know, writing the pros and cons. How many times? That's overthinking. Because when you clear that chatter, there will be this immediate boom. There will be this like, this is the right decision. And then... You can bring in your logical mind to support that evidence of saying, how do I make this happen? What actions do I need to take to make this decision come to life? Powerful, isn't it? Holy cow, like this is extraordinarily powerful when you can wrap your mind around this. You may or may not know this about me. I work with a shaman. He's also my mentor. And he He says, when the warrior stops talking, even the most difficult tasks become possible. When the warrior stops talking, even the most difficult tasks become possible. My mentor, his name is um, Don Javier. That's, um, and he, and he's, this is his quote. And I love this because What this, what this, the way I have interpreted this is that silence, when you can quiet the mind, you can quiet and silence the brain, you can do anything because then your, your, the chatter is not there. Is it possible? Is it not possible? How do I do it? When do I do it? What, what, what's the next step do I need to take? Any, all this chatter gets dropped off. And when I need answers, This is my secret, which I'm sharing with you because I know it's going to be vitally important and helpful for you. When I need answers, I sit in silence. I just sit. I ask questions. I've shared this before. I ask questions. I sit in silence or I also use dream time. In dream time, I will command in dream before before I go to bed, I always command specifically use this word, command the subconscious mind to do certain things for me. Try it out. It it absolutely worked. But you have to be patient. It's like exercising any muscle. You can't be like, all right, I told the subconscious mind to bring me a million dollars by tomorrow and it didn't happen. So this is not going to (laughs) work. I don't want to hear answers like that. (laughs) 
I'm joking with you guys, but no, that's not how it works. You have to command the subconscious mind to do what you want it to do and then wait. Because if you got everything in, in immediately, then <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's possible. Maybe it's not. Maybe that's a story. I don't know. Bottom line, just be patient. And I want you, I want to read this quote from Napoleon Hill. The subconscious mind, Napoleon Hill, you may know him, you, you may have heard of him from, he's the author of Think and Grow Rich. The subconscious mind takes any order given in the spirit of absolute faith. And it acts upon these orders. Though these orders have to be presented over and over again through repetition, before they're interpreted by the subconscious mind. I'm going to read it again. The subconscious mind takes any orders given in the spirit of absolute faith, and it acts upon these orders. Though these orders have to be presented over and over again through repetition before they're interpreted by the subconscious mind. This is Napoleon Hill, who wrote this book, I don't know, over 100 years old, I think, at this point. But this is the power of the subconscious mind. And when you command the subconscious mind to do what you want it to do, and I can give you some examples, like you can say stuff like subconscious mind, show me the next steps for this business venture. It may come to you. The answers might come to you in the form of dreams. Often dreams are like metaphors. So you may have a particular dream about something happening um, or it, it might show up in different forms or the answers might come to you the next day when you're walking or you're taking a shower or you're just playing with your kids and the answers might come. So, for example, I can give you a personal example. The team I had before, before now, something didn't feel in alignment. We were no longer in alignment. And I had a feeling that I had to do something about it. And I kept ignoring that feeling. There you go again. Like, when will you learn, right, Padma? <laughs> like, when are you going to learn to trust your intuition? I was like, it didn't feel right. And I just wasn't ready to see it. And you know why? <laughs> the reason being if you if you if you're a business owner if you or you run a company you know like when you take certain decisions the repercussions like you have to there's so much repercussions that come with it and it's also extra work in the beginning and there was a part of me that didn't want to do the work of what i had to pick up the pieces like editing this podcast for example i was like if i let them go what am i going to do and of course, I could hire somebody new and all those things. But my logical brain, right? This is where the logical brain comes in, like puts all these full stops. So I asked in dream time, like, what is my next step? What am I, what am I, what, what would be best for my business? Because this business is not about me. This business is about serving people in the world. And it's not just about me. So it's not, I can't, I had to get more guidance around what would help my business grow. And I got a very clear answer in Dreamtime that I had to let every one of them go. I had to start new. I had to start fresh because I was not that person. And that in, in, in essence, I was holding myself back. So I acted on it and I let my team go. But all these answers I get in 
in the nighttime, in dream time, in silencing the mind, in meditation. This is where my answers come. And I've learned to never go to sleep without giving orders to the subconscious mind. If you haven't read the book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy, right? I, was, I thought I was missing his last name. Joseph Murphy, yes, that's his name. The Power of the Subconscious Mind, I would highly, highly recommend that you do that because it is one of the most powerful books I've ever read. And it's really amazing. One of my friends was telling me that she got her her business idea from dream time and it came to her in the form of animal medicine and some metaphor some metaphors that she was very particular to her and amazing amazing and then being able to sit with that and saying what is what does all of this mean also is pretty phenomenal so i'm going to invite you to do that sit in silence use dream time and a funny thing is like i treat, teach my kids this and we do this every night especially the almost seven-year-old. The three-year-old is still like, I don't know, it's hit or miss with her. She's still pretty young. But I tell her as well whether she gets it or not. So clearly, they're not manifesting things any at this time, though they're great examples of how things just happen for them because they are pure subconscious mind. It's the research, like it's until the age of seven, you're just pure subconscious mind. Which is why if you see children, they manifest very, very quickly. They want something and it just happens for them. So what I teach my kids, and this again, I learned from my mentor, um, not the shaman, my coach mentor, Jim, and he, what I, about learning to know who you are. And I tell my kids at night before they go to bed. And so we call the subconscious mind sub. So we all, so, so he, <laughs> So he says, Sub, show me who I truly am. That's his command to the subconscious mind every night. Because the more you know yourself, right, the more you know yourself, the more you can get things, do whatever you want in your life, the more you know who you truly are. Not this bag of skin, not this 3D person that you are, but beyond that, who are you? Who are you as a cosmic being? So they do that. They do it kind of like, you know, they're repeating after me. I have no idea whether it's it's making a difference for them. But here's what I know. They're being indoctrinated anyways. I might as well indoctrinate them with the things I know make a bigger difference, right? <laughs> so <laughs> these are the stories I tell myself, like, this is what I know. And sometimes he will do things like, he'll say things like, I want this Lego set. And he'd be like, sub, go get me the Lego set. <laughs> and believe it or not, people, this thing works. Within a few days, somebody, one of, you know, my, you know, my my sister or somebody will send him a gift and be like, how the hell did this happen? But, you know, it's funny, but try it out. Try it out. My recommendation is that try it out. I'm totally digressing, giving you random stories, but I want to reinforce the fact that dream time works, meditation works, silencing the mind works, which is where you can tap into your inner wisdom and get the answers that you're looking for. So I that's um that's about it. You know, the other example I was just so random, but this would also tell you more about your inner wisdom, like how tapping into your inner wisdom will give you results. This is such a random, geeky example. If you are a Harry Potter fan, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. If you followed me on social media, you know that. <laughs> I love magic, anything related to magic. So 
in um I think it's the sev- it's the sixth book. I'm not entirely sure. Um, it's uh, the Half Blood Prince, I think. And if you're not a Harry Potter fan, please bear with me because it's really cool. So in that book, Harry Her- Harry has to extract the memory from Professor Slughorn, and. He has that Felix, Felix, Felix. Is that what it's called? The elixir for good luck. And as soon as he has that, he has this this immediate idea to go visit Hagrid. And Hermione and Ron are both like, wait, you have to go to Professor Slughorn. Why are you going to Hagrid? And he's like, no, I have a good feeling about this. And that's what I mean. And then the whole thing, you know, shows how he gets that memory from Professor Slughorn, who who has been who refused to give him that memory. But it is that it's that type of thing. It bypasses the logical mind. It really bypasses. It gives you access to something beyond you. And you're like, why am I doing this? But you feel the need to do this and you do it like the podcast, this podcast. This came to me when I was quietening the mind and I had the sense I wanted to really, this, this feeling came up, podcast, release the podcast. And then I got my 3D stuff, right? Oh, how am I going to do this? I don't know. I've never made a podcast before. How do I do this? All those things came and I was like, nope, I'm going to figure it out. And I did this, the name for the podcast, everything came in silence, in inner wisdom, through inner wisdom. Anyways, guys, I'm beating the point over and over again. The bottom line is repetition is how we learn. And what my desire through this episode is to convey to you that when you can tap into your inner wisdom, combine that with logic and take aligned actions, you will see the results that you've wanted in your life.